Joining us now, the head coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns, ranked 21st in the AP poll, 22nd in the coaches poll. They will host the Sunbelt Conference Championship game. They are coming off of a victory on Saturday against the Troy Trojans on the road, 35-21. to Good morning, Coach Napier. How are you? Doing great, Scott. How about you, man? I'm hanging in there, my friend. I, I have a... Um, uh, a, a hypothetical for you that I don't know if you'll answer or not, but it 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 re, it would revolve around a, a in game coaching decision. Um, if you found yourself in a game that you were playing from behind and you're down, it's a little you're down eleven points, and um, your 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 kicker has already missed two pats. All right, and you have it fourth and goal at the two. So you're down 11, and you're more than midway through the fourth quarter. It's fourth and goal from the two. Do you go for the touchdown there, or do you attempt a field goal? And I think you're trying to make me be critical of one of our favorite coaches in the state, and uh, I'm not sure that I want to do that. So, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, we, we – oftentimes don't completely understand all that goes into these decisions. Certainly, uh, I, I'm, like you mentioned, uh, would be skeptical of, you know, commenting on the situation. I don't know all the variables, to, But uh, I get where you're coming from, and I appreciate your passion. <laughs> fair, fair enough, Coach. Look, I just – I know analytically it would suggest yes, and I know how often you go for it on fourth down and, you know – Scared money don't make money has become a bit of a meme and in, in, in a say in this season, certainly at Louisiana. Um, well, then let's let's talk about your team, Coach. Um, you get the win. I, I have a two part question here. What what was after watching the film? What was the most impressive individual performance? And then what do you think the most overlooked performance was in terms of you know what? If you were just watching at home, it may not show up unless you watch the tape in terms of how good this individual played? You know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that uh, Saturday was about individuals. You know, I felt like it was uh, really a collective effort. You know, I thought we played a good team um, football game. You know, we executed our plan. Um, you know, we were able to post a zero on offense. We got three takeaways on defense. We Held them to 40 yards rushing. We rushed for over 200 yards. Um, I felt like we controlled the, the uh, vertical field position in the game. Uh, we're close to really dominating the hidden yardage battle in the kicking game. Thought we covered the kicks and the punch well. The specialists were really good. Um, and we made a few plays in the return. We managed the alternate kicks. Um, you know, overall, it was a good team win and certainly. Um, number one, I thought, made some exceptional individual plays that were a little bit off schedule. Um, and then I think overall the thing that I that got overlooked probably was just how sound we were on special teams. I thought we had a really good day. You mentioned number one, I, uh, Levi's 27-yard run there uh, in the third quarter, which came on a fourth down. I think it was fourth and seven. Uh, that was... Uh, that was a, a Sports Center top ten worthy type of play. I, I tweeted that out as soon as I saw it, and I know, you know, you go back and look at a film. Not everything's perfect, but 
just a play like that to have that vision and in that situation at that point you know it's it's an eight point game it's it's uh it's it's fourth down it was one of the more impressive plays you guys have had this season in my mind in terms of well I'll say this one of the more impressive plays that he has had this season he's he's had some good ones but that was uh that was one that I'm sure Doug Domain will uh, will be chopping up in the highlights quite a bit for some of those culture videos. Yeah, no, it was a great um, kind of a judgment play. You know, we had a um, concept called middle open concept. They gave him the underneath route. He wasn't quite confident that that route would get him a first, kind of continued through his progression, and then at one point or another there felt like he had enough room there to go get it with his legs. Maybe got missed, uh, and then dusted him around the edge there for a touchdown. So, you know, he had a couple like that uh, in the game, you know, that were off schedule. You know, QB rating of 180, right? We rushed for five yards of carry. We were 100% touchdowns in the red area. Zero turnovers, you know, over 50% on conversion downs. Just, you know, we'd like to score one more touchdown and, uh, you know, create a few more explosives outside of that. It was a good day. Coach Billy Napier, our guest, Louisiana beats Troy to win uh, their ninth straight game. School record, nine consecutive wins. Uh, it was <clears throat> a win on the road in conference, Coach. And the big takeaway coming out of it, I know fans were, were getting excited late in the fourth quarter talking about December the 4th. One of the goals was to host the Sunbelt Conference Championship game at Cajun Fields. You, you guys have now done that. How do you, as a coach, sort of check that off the list and tell the guys, all right, we got this, but we've still got, you know, we got a game at Liberty. We got Senior Day. We got some stuff to do before that. How do you guard against looking ahead to something that it should be celebrated in some ways? I mean, it was one of the goals, but it's also a couple of weeks away. Yeah, I, don't, I think um... – you know, it's just part of what we do, right? I mean, there's it happens in football all the time. You know, I mean, we've secured the division early before. Um, you know, we haven't been in position to get home for advantage, but you know, you you become bowl eligible, you win your division. Um, every level of football, you kind of deal with these things. So, it uh, doesn't change the fact that we play one of the best group of five football teams in the country this week. You know, a team that's won. 15 games in a row at home. Um, you know, we're a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Um, you know, they've got, you know, some may, would consider maybe one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. Um, you know, and we have a lot to play for. You know, I think gives us an opportunity to win 10 games three years in a row. Um, momentum uh, is a big part of this game, and we want to keep it. Um, you know, and I think that, um, you know, there's a lot to play for here relative to the big picture. You know, New Year's six opportunities, a group of five, you know, rankings and, and so forth. So um, this is a huge uh, game uh, for our team this Saturday uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia. And uh, it's going to be uh, quite the matchup in all three phases of the game. So. Um, you know, we're, we've moved forward pretty quick as a staff and as a team. And uh, we've got a lot to play for this weekend and certainly excited about the challenge and opportunity at Liberty. 
Liberty Flames 7-3 and three, hosting Louisiana this Saturday, as Coach Napier alluded to. Sometimes when you have a non-conference game late in the season, uh, I've coaches in the past, I mean, you've never told me this, coaches in the past say, you know, it it could take you out of a rhythm, and so you have to sort of adjust. Um, I, it doesn't sound like anything's changing in terms of you guys and your routine, and the fact that Liberty's really good, I guess, is it's easy to sort of turn the page and focus for the players, but... Does does the rhythm get altered at all here, or is this game week similar to to, to last week and the week before? Uh yeah, we're we're um, you know we're in tier three here, um, so you know we we've tweaked the routine just a little bit um, starting last week, uh, and certainly we'll continue with that routine. You know, this week players were off yesterday. Uh, we're actually putting the game to bed this morning, and then we'll move forward. Uh, and you have practice later today. The players will lift throughout the day. Um, you know, so we're we're moving right along. Staff worked really hard yesterday. And, um, you know, we'll keep grinding it out here. Coach, what are you lifting these days? You mentioned, what, about 250, 275? I don't do bench press anymore, Scott. It's been, it. it's been, it's been many years. Um, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, coach. Uh, you mentioned the, the lifting, the health aspect of it. How did you guys come out of that game? Uh, are you feeling okay about where you guys are in terms of health? I know we won't get a depth chart until later this week, but some games you come out better than others. Yeah, no, no significant setback Saturday, which was, which was one of the big positives from the game. You, you've, um, you've talked a lot about process. And uh, Brody Miller of The Athletic, a friend of mine, he wrote a, a nice article about you last week. And uh, I would, you know, I, I would invite folks to go check it out and, and support Brody and, and learn more about Coach Napier. But in love with the process of football, what what is it about the process that you, you're just so passionate about? Why do you love that aspect of this job that uh, that you do well? Well, I just think it's a unique challenge, you know, relative to um, the number of people involved. You know, I think it's, um, you know, it's an awesome experience to be a part of a team. Uh, all that goes into it, you know, the detail that's required, the discipline that's required, the camaraderie, you know, the chemistry, the morale, um, you know, the common ground, you know, working toward. Uh, something together, uh, and certainly the competition part of it, right? Um, you know, I do think that, you know, there's just something to be said for uh, the relationships, the friendships that come along with working together, um, you know, and trying to accomplish something significant in a very competitive dynamic, right? I mean, a lot of people trying to have success, um, you know, and, and it's tough to be, it's tough to have success. It's tough to win and certainly tough to sustain and continue to win. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, it's, it's, uh, what I've been doing for a long time, you know, whether it's, uh, as a player or a coach's son, or certainly as an assistant coach and uh, now having the opportunity to be a head coach. So, uh, it's fun. That's what I would tell you. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather visiting with Louisiana head coach Billy Napier. Um, talked to Dr. Magger plenty of times, whether it be on the show, whether it be off the air. 
Uh, and in reading some of his things that is mentioned in the article I referenced, uh, he's used the word transparency a lot when he talks about his relationship with you. You've spoken a lot about the relationship that the football, not just you, but the, the, the program has with the AD and with the university president. It, I, I could be wrong here, Coach. You would be more in the know about this. As an outsider, it seems like that transparency isn't commonplace across all of college football. It Maybe it's more common than, than I'm making it out to be. But in in covering some other schools before, doesn't always feel like they have that that transparency, that unity, that synergy, if you will, between all three facets. Is it why, why isn't it more common in college football, and why is it common right now at UL? Well, I mean, I think um, no, they're just. A, I think I have a great appreciation for the leadership here because they gave me an opportunity. You know, I think Dr. Maggard in particular uh, was right at the. You know, along with a few other people, was right at the core of that decision. Uh, giving me an opportunity to be a head coach for the first time, you know, so I think there's an appreciation there um, and a loyalty there relative to, hey, Gab, I believed in what I was selling, you know, believed in me as a person, as a leader, gave me an opportunity. And then, you know, once you, you know, boots on the ground and you kind of start working towards um, this vision that Dr. Savoy had and the, the day-to-day execution that Dr. Maggard uh, has provided, you know, you, I just feel like we have, uh, we we were working together, right? We're certainly a team here trying to accomplish, um, you know, big picture goals here, not only for the football team, for the, the athletic department, the university, and all of these things affect our community, our local economy. I mean, heck, this is, uh, it's all uh, connected to some degree. So uh, I think that I appreciate the the interest in uh, what's required, and uh, certainly the knowledge relative to the nuts and bolts of you know the athletic department, our football dynamic. What's you know the things that we need? Uh, we've been able to come up with solutions for problems, right? We've been able to uh, be really resourceful. You know, I think sometimes the group of five level. You know, maybe you're lacking some resources in some areas, but it's not necessarily about that. It's about being resourceful uh, and using all the things that you have at your, um, you know, that we have at our um, exposure to. So um, I think that's what it is. It's, um, you know, I think we have um, an appreciation for each other, and I know I'm certainly thankful um, for the opportunity. I appreciate it, Coach. My last football question for you, and it's one I actually have to circle back to. I meant to ask earlier. Um, Farad Gardner, I, this senior linebacker, he he was outstanding in Saturday's win all over the field. I think he had maybe a dozen tackles. He had the interception, but this is a young man, Coach, that I think his story is is worth sharing considering – you know, a lot of things over the last five to six years that have led up to this point, whether it be injuries, whether it be finding his way onto the football team and the like. But uh, could you just tell us a little bit more about Farad, the young man? And uh, I think people see the kind of impact he has on the field, but how much have you seen him grow in your time at UL? Well, 
Yeah, I, um, you know, Farad was a guy who was, um, when we first got here, he was, uh, had been dismissed from the team. Uh, and he also had an injury, had a Liz Frank injury. So he really hadn't participated in football for over a year. He was kind of just going to class, trying to figure out what was next. Um, you know, I think you could probably do an interview with him and get more specific about that. But basically, um, ask him to come back, you know, um, met with him individually just to get a pulse for who he was. Um, had some insight into maybe the guy wasn't a bad guy. Uh, we gave him an opportunity, a second chance to some degree. Um, you know, he paid his way for a semester, kind of proved himself. Uh, and then, you know, the guy's done a fantastic job. We got him healthy. I got him over the injury, kind of modified, you know, how he participated until he was healthy. And then, you know, he's been a very productive player. I think the thing that stands out to me uh, is I think his intelligence, uh, his ability to communicate, and then certainly I think he's grown up a lot as a person. Um, you know, he's voted team captain last year uh, and really a guy that I think um, he's really bright and has a great future in front of him, you know, both as a football player, but also I think just in general in the life the guy's, you know, he's got a lot of charisma. He's skilled in a lot of different areas uh, and a person that I think could bring value to a lot of different areas. So uh, we're really proud of Rob, you know, and uh, I think he's one of the guys that, you know, he's one of the great stories that we've had a chance to be a part of since we got here. Yeah, a lot of great stories in the world of college athletics, and, and Farad Gardner is is definitely one of them. Louisiana Rage Cajun head coach Billy Napier has been our guest. Final question, Coach, not a football question. Um, if, if you know, calories aside, if it doesn't matter, you're not worried about blood sugar, you don't have to work the next day, maybe you and Allie are on a trip, basically you get to have a guilt-free meal. Whatever you want on the menu, what is Coach Napier eating? That's a great question. Um, I'll tell you this much: I, I'm uh, I'm all about the food, you know. So uh, I'll eat about anything. Grew up that way, um, so I think it's more about locally what's the best option. I'm always going to ask the waiter, the waitress, you know, what's the best thing you got, and usually that's what we go with. So um, I'm going to do a little research in the area locally, you know, find out from the locals what the best eating spot is um, I'll tell you one thing okay growing up around my dad barbecue is a big deal right so okay. uh, it would be common for dad to say hey get in the truck we're going for a ride here we're going to get some barbecue we might ride an hour or two uh, in North Georgia to find the best barbecue spot we could find so um, you know big barbecue guy and uh, certainly we got a couple great spots here. Mid-City, Blanchard's, um, Johnson's. There's a lot of great spots here in Lafayette for sure. No doubt about it. I know Mid-City uh, fed the team last week as well. A lot of, lot of food I know the team can put down. But, uh, Coach, appreciate you taking the time as always every Monday. Good luck this uh, upcoming Saturday at Liberty. We'll talk to you again next week. All the best. 
Thanks for covering the Cajun, Scott. And I'll see you around, buddy. You got it. That is Louisiana Rage Cajun head coach Billy Napier. I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette. A couple of things to...